Hi, this is Sarah Ann Macklin with the Live Well, Be Well podcast. And here's a bite-sized moment of our mini-series. In today's episode, we explore what supplements you might need if following a plant-based diet. There's a lot of discussion when it comes to what you might be missing out on a plant-based diet. You mentioned one, which is iodine, and iodine is very rich in dairy, and we are seeing an increase in deficiency in iodine, and that's linked to our thyroid. But what else do we need to be aware of if we are predominantly going towards more of a plant-based diet? Could you mention what we might be deficient in and what we might need to supplement more in and how to actually be aware of living it healthily and, and sustainably? Yeah, I did mention iodine. I think iodine deficiency is a big problem, actually, and it has been over the over the generations, which is why dairy milk has been fortified with iodine. It used to be that goiter was quite common in places where soil was not very rich in iodine. And that's Lancashire a large. Neck. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I was going to say for yeah. anyone who doesn't know where that is, yeah, it's an inflammation of the thyroid around the neck. Your thyroid gland becomes enlarged and. Yeah, it used to be called Lancashire Neck because the soil in Lancashire was not very iodine rich. So bearing that in mind, there is a lot of fortification to our foods anyway that we don't really even realise. I think a lot of people that go plant-based are actually very health conscious people. And what's interesting there is, I feel, and this is personal, this isn't data, that they're going to opt more towards organic produce because they're much more forward thinking in terms of their health and that they want to optimize it as much as they can. And actually with organic food, it's not fortified. So I think that's a really good kind of nugget just to put in there that actually if you are living predominantly a plant-based lifestyle and you're buying mostly organic produce, you won't have these fortified minerals and nutrients that you're actually talking about. Yes, and that applies to plant milks too. So if you're going to be buying organic soy milk, for example, it won't have the iodine fortification. So most dietitians would actually recommend a non-seaweed iodine supplement just to ensure that you know the amount that you're getting, about 150 micrograms. And interestingly, the Vegan Society has worked with dietitians to create a very cheap and easily available supplement that would contain things like B12, selenium and iodine and vitamin D. I think it's about £6.66 for three months worth. So it's pennies. It's probably the cheapest supplement I've ever seen. The idea is just to basically make a plant-based diet sustainable for people without having to think too much about it. So iodine, B12... Selenium and vitamin D it had in it. Just to point out that there are key nutrients in any dietary pattern and many of the things we eat are already fortified and supplemented. So certain margarines and cereals and plant milks and other foods will contain supplementation without a bread, as I mentioned, B vitamins, there's a lot of B vitamins and folate in bread. Mm -hmm. So yes, we are all consuming some level of fortification and supplementation just to kind of bridge those gaps. With a plant-based diet, if you are exclusively plant-based, B12 is an absolute must. You don't really even need very much, but it's crucial. You can get that from a supplement, I would recommend. You can get it in fortified foods if you were to do a chronometer and look at various fortified foods that you might be consuming. Chances are you probably are having a little bit of B12 here and there if you're having things like nutritional yeast or fortified plant milks and cereals and so on. But are on the side of caution and take a B12 supplement. It's easily available. You don't need much and it's crucial for the body. Vitamin D for everyone, I really do think, especially in the UK on a yes. grey day, which it is today and most days, you're not going to be making much vitamin D. So I would recommend a vitamin D supplement, D3 ideally. 
you can get a vegan version if you're interested from lichen rather than from sheep's wool. Omega-3s, we get great omega-3s from... That's my area. I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Things like... Flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, walnuts, they're great sources of ALA, which is one of the plant omega-3s. And Mm. our bodies can use those to make the long-chain omega-3s, but not everybody knows really how efficient that is. Luckily, epidemiological data shows that people who eat vegetarian and vegan diets don't have increased risk of issues such as dementia. So we know that clearly, although their omega-3 from fish oil is not going to be present, they still don't necessarily have any long-term health outcome negative results as a result of that. But I think, again, to err on the side of caution, knowing how important long-chain omega-3s have been shown to be for brain health, it mm-hmm. makes sense to consume an algae oil-based supplement, which is basically where the fish that we eat will get their omega-3s from. So you know it's pure, you know it's the original source, it won't be containing any microplastics or heavy metals or anything like that. So it's a nice way of ensuring that you're getting your long-chain omega-3 without having to think. Thank you for listening. For the full interview, follow the link in the show notes and be sure to subscribe, follow and share the Live Well, Be Well podcast with the season launch of Series 9 coming very soon.